0: You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join in the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter, and be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show.
1: Thank you so much for joining us on Real Presence Live this morning. We've been having some wonderful conversations with guests around the area, yes. even in Southern California, yeah, right that's with right. Sai yep. Colette, with Uh, But now we're going to move on with our interview to the Sioux Falls area and talk about a program that's so important uh, for marriage and families. So with that, we'd like to introduce Father Jim Mason. Uh, He's from the Parish of Holy Spirit in Sioux Falls, and he's working with an organization. Brad, why don't you introduce
2: it? Yes, uh, it's an organization I'm very, very excited about. Father Mason, thank you so much for being with us this morning. Yeah, my pleasure to be with you. So, uh, as we get started, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself and about your parish?
3: Sure. So, I'm um, 22 years ordained. Um, I was at a later vocation, uh, former life. I was a prosecutor in Minneapolis, and then I was director of Catholic Charities, legal counsel, and lobbyist for the Diocese of Sioux Falls. and so entered the seminary at 30, went to the North American College, and then uh, been pastor, vocation director, uh, ran a retreat center, um, Vice Chancellor, let's see, president of president rector of a seminary, and now I'm back in you know wonderful Sioux Falls. I've got a parish Holy Spirit uh, is 2,000 families, uh, and then another parish, uh, St. Dominic's in Canton, is about 150 families. Mm. Uh, the parish has a school with about 450 kids. We've got a waiting list uh, to get in at some of our classes, uh, and then our religious ed program has about on Wednesday about 440 kids come through the. Doors wow. from three p.m. to eight p.m. So it's a it's a it's a really really lot of wonderful baptisms, a lot of good things going on.
1: And you're not busy at all, right?
3: <laughs> no, I I'm kind of wired to, to to love being busy. So especially you know when it's just spreading the gospel.
1: Well, that's fantastic. So Father,
2: you kind of you you like to get things done, <laughs> uh, but I, I'm quite confident that you don't also want to waste your time on things that aren't going to be useful. And yet uh in the last I don't know it's been a year a little over a year that you've you've been partnering with Communio. So can you tell us a little bit about Communio what first struck you about this organization and what impact that's having uh at Holy Spirit?
3: Yeah, sure. It's been about 7 months. So we began our relationship with them in July, but it was my last year in the seminary and uh, and the guys were always interested in evangelization. So I started doing research. We do workshops and uh, 3 days in January And so I looked in this communio, there was this book called The End Game, which I think is a Marvel comic lead, so they should have picked a different (laughs) title. But as I read on what they did, particularly in relationships and building marriages and their premise, you know, know, I think Mary Aberstedt has a book, you know, How the West Really Lost God. Mm. And it wasn't the faith, it was the family. And so all of their statistics, like, you know... Vocations to the priesthood is down like forty-two percent since 1972, but vocations to the sacrament of holy matrimony is down seventy-two yes, percent. Yes. So, what Communio did in their pilot, they were they found a donor and they were in Jacksonville, Florida, and I think they had like six thousand plus uh, marriage preps or you know people through it. And Jacksonville had the highest divorce rate, and then after five years after going through their program, they had the lowest divorce rate. Yes. And so their understanding, once again, is just basically. Addressing the the issue of relationship and the family, and, and of definitely bringing Jesus into this, but but at, at different stages and levels, and so that's how I, I contacted um, you know based JB Degance is Catholic, he's the founder. Uh, we had some good conversations, uh, and then I waited a year until I got settled at Holy Spirit and, and, and brought it to the parish. And like I said, we're seven months into it right now.
2: So what, is this a two or three year model that they have, or how, how does that work um, practically speaking?
3: It is a three year model and it's very much data driven. So they, you know, they want, okay, what's your goal? They, you know, they'll shoot like the 15% church attendance increase over the three years. I put 18% for Holy Spirit because we're, we're in the part of town where we're growing. I mean, Mm. we just are already growing. So, uh, it's very much data driven and they, they want to see the specifics. So we're still doing mass counts and, and things like that. Um, begins with big, big kind of big fun events, and then it just funnels down till you till you get to something like the marriage enrichment events. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I just I have to say that I've been so uh, moved by the work that Comunio is uh, done and is is doing. Um, you know, they have on their board of directors they have um, Helen Alvarez, who is the I think she's legal counsel for the USCCB, the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops. She was the pro-life director for the, the USCCB as well. For, yeah,
3: I know. I, I worked with Helen when I was uh, okay. pro-life director here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So
2: she's phenomenal. They're like high-power people here, and and you know, I think they have really put their finger on on the pulse here of the problem. And that, like as you mentioned, that you know, we, we can tend to think that you know, it's it's inadequate catechesis or you know, not not uh, good enough youth programs and those sorts of things. And those are all those all contribute, right? But the fact of the matter is they, they, uh, they commissioned this giant study by the Barna Group with, I think, 20,000 people that they looked at. It was a huge swath of the population. And um, they, they, we've, for those of us working in church ministry, we've heard this phrase, the rise of the nuns, which is well, when we speak about nuns, we're not talking about N-U-N-S, uh, like religious sisters. We're talking about those who, if they're filling out a form and it says religious affiliation, they're going to select nun. You know, and that there's this rise of faithlessness in the U.S. right now. And in looking at the study with the Barnum Group, they found that there's, you know, it's it's gotten worse with each generation. So with with Gen Xers, it's 22% are nuns. Gen i uh, uh, I'm sorry, Baby Boomers is 22%, is Gen X is my generation, they're 30%, Millennials are 40%, consider themselves nuns, but there was one factor that they could look at and see that th- basically these people all attend church at the same rate, and was, did they come from an intact home? Mm-hmm. And that, really, the, the, the fire is at, as he talks about in this book, Endgame, like the fire is the family, the breakdown of the family is, is what's fueling the loss of faith in, in our times right now. Is that accurate, Father?
3: Yeah, I mean, I, I think, in you know, we're blessed in Sioux Falls. We probably are doing better than most of the country, but that's still a reality uh, everywhere. And it begins with, you know, relationship and then an invitation. And, you know, and as Catholics, we're not, I remember when I was in seminary, Cardinal Dolan, at the time on Senior Dolan, he taught a class on church history, the Catholic Church in the United States. He mm. said, you know, we're an immigrant church, you know, he said we had to learn how to, you know, use a little less garlic, learn English, fit in, and we didn't really think about evangelizing, and then when we evangelized, we went to Africa when, no, evangelization is right here. So we're, we are a little slow to the game on it, and as we were doing these events, I think we were shocking people that, um, you know, this is coming from the Catholic Church.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that doesn't seem, but I remember when I was uh, somewhat of a nominal Catholic in college uh, going to UND. I remember there was a, an evangelical in my fraternity that came up to me and said, "So is your church an evangelical church?" I'm like, "No, no, we don't do that." Okay. <laughs> I did. I did not have the concept of like. Uh, I'm actually, it's part of my my mission, my identity as a Christian right. to share my faith with uh, with everyone I encounter.
3: Right. Well, and and when they asked me, you know, do I have personal relationship with Jesus Christ? Like, yeah, and the Father and the Spirit, but. It's so personal; it might make you blush because in the Eucharist, the two become one, and that's the marital act. And God actually within me
2: through the yes, Eucharist. Yes, Amen. That's fantastic. So, so this is a this is a three year model. You're a few no, six seven months in. How are things going so far at the parish, Father?
4: You know, uh, better
3: than expected, on the sense of we had two of the large events, and now we're moving into kind of pushing towards the what we call the the personal growth events, which are going to be more targeted. But so we did a fall festival with about 1,500 people. Um, you know, we had a band, we had fun, we had sisters, uh, the PES, religious sisters, doing face, face painting, just a lot of activities. A lot of the, we went door to door. They have an app that can tell you which house uh, has how many kids in the house and what their ages are. And so we shot for families with kids 12 and under. And it's just more of a neighboring gathering, but then we got them registered and, you know, went around doing that, and then we did a family-friendly New Year's Eve, which was a 1,000 people. Uh, we had wow. fireworks. We had the food trucks. We had bingo. We had the DJ and all this fun. Trying to main... On that one, was working on more in-house with our, you know, our school, Catholic school, and our religious ed public school families coming together, but we still had a number of people in the neighborhood coming in, and then again, collecting their data as much as we could, and then, you know, targeting it to when we have maybe a, a for singles, or we're going to do social dance, and then, and then those events move into talks, mm. and so right now we're at a pretty good spot, but we're really, we're planning now the, the what they call the growth journey, which is the more the marriage enrichment or personal relationship, teaching those things.
1: And, and that is so important because there is just such a breakdown in relationship. It's uh, We live in a society where it's like my way of the highway almost, you know. And, and it's not just outside of our, uh, it's not just happening like across the street or down the road or in another town. You know, it's happening even within our own parishes and our own families. And that people have lost touch with how to communicate with each other. And and um, I don't know if it's COVID or it's just the times. The, you know, we had Cy Kellett earlier, and we talked about the the modernization, you know, issues. But, you know, you're really up against a lot of uh, conflict out there, right, Father?
3: Yeah, and, you know, particularly with technology, you know, it's a, it's a wonderful servant, but a terrible master. Mm. And for so many of our youth and, and even elder peop- older people, that it's become their master and trying to break through that to, to have this freedom you know that was part of a, for us our seminarians in the propaedeutic stage they do it technology fast and trying to learn how to engage in relationships that one of the one of the partners with JB DeCamps when he in early on he taught a course in the military and he he, he titled it how to avoid dating a jerk or jerk mm-hmm. at and, and it was it was a very popular course because there's like what do i look for in 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 a soulmate what do i look for in a future you know am i looking for the qualities that really matter mm-hmm. and how do i do I have those qualities? And, and, and really important questions that perhaps in the past we just kind of took for granted because it was passed on through the family, it was passed on through their faith. We had all these things in common. You know, the biggest thing between my mom and dad was my dad is Polish and my mom's Italian. You know, that was, uh, that was a mixed marriage in mm. Philadelphia, you know. <laughs>
1: Oh. Oh, and that's so true i know that our local ndsu newman oh. center at saint paul's they they do have those books that they highlight i know my kids have you know been part of those um mm. studies which is really really good uh very very good so well thank you so father
2: i i want to keep this train rolling we're gonna have to take a quick break but i want i want we're gonna take a little jump over a bump here and then we'll come back with full force and, and vigor on the other side of the break but i want to go into the more of what you're experiencing in the parish and, and where we're going to go with this. So um, stay with us for more Real Presence Live right after this.
0: This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.
1: Did you know you can listen to Real Presence Live anytime on any podcast platform? Just search for Real Presence Radio on platforms such as Spotify, Apple Music, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and on the Real Presence Radio website. Then subscribe so you don't miss any future shows. If you like what you hear, give us a good rating so other people can find us as well. Real Presence Radio, your family of faith and hope.
4: God's blessings to all of you today as you are listening to Real Presence Radio. This is Father Wilhelm and I'm a priest of the Diocese of Fargo. What a wonderful gift and a grace that we have in our Holy Church is that we have a Holy Mother, Jesus' Mother, who loves us so very much and she prays for us. Isn't it wonderful to have a Mother on our side, a Mother who prays for us, a Mother who loves us as Christ as our brother then that means that Mary is truly our mother, our spiritual mother. And so as you pray that beautiful gift of the Hail Mary, let each of these prayers be as roses that is presented before her holy feet, and she brings our prayers and lays them before her Son, Jesus, and all of us. Always listen to our mother. Listen to what our mother is asking you. Come to the Savior. Come to my Son. Come to Jesus Christ.
3: As the new year begins, now is the time to add some predictability to your life by establishing your will and estate plan. More than two-thirds of all adults have no plan. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio. We have some practical tools to help you in preparing your plan. Please visit our plan-giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. It's a matter of just getting
0: started. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Hey there, we're
2: Brad Gray and Janine Bitson here on Real Presence Live. We're having a super awesome conversation with Father Jim Mason from Holy Spirit Church in Sioux Falls, Uh, a conversation that you should be excited about. At least I'm very excited about it, and the reason we should be excited about it is because they are transforming our culture, honestly. Uh, Father Mason, we were talking, the the first segment, you've been partnering with Communio, um, and you had mentioned that you had uh, a big event in the fall that had 1,500 people come, and uh, another event a new year's event where a thousand people came like these weren't like long-standing parish activities right these were brand new things that that you started up with through that partnership with comunio right
3: Right, and and you know what community brings in is a level of uh you know communication. You know we we go social media, we go YouTube, we go email, we go text, we go block walking. Like I said, they have an app where you're you're just focusing on on families for certain events, Mm -hmm. and and then they have key performance metrics like on YouTube for that event impressions thirteen thousand, video views five thousand, link clicks twenty three, cost per click eleven cents. And anything under a dollar, they tell me, is good. You know, social media impressions, 214,000, reach, 44,000, engagements, 44,000. So they have all the, the data, and then they, from that data, too, once again, they can, for, on, on our social media accounts, I can tell, they can tell whether you're single, whether you're struggling in a marriage and different things, that we can actually send them targeted events, Catholics and non-Catholics, in our, you know, three-mile radius, five-mile radius. So it's, it's really data-driven, that yes. part of it.
2: One and of the so things, it reached
3: out to like I said, we had non Catholics that had never been inside a Catholic church or, or, or our building and you know they, they were shocked that everything was free. And and then with our fireworks, I mean the, the neighborhood loved the
2: fireworks. Awesome. That is so cool. One of the things I love about the way Communio is approaching things is they have a very clearly defined vision of where they're, what they're about, what the, what's their mission, what are they all about. And it's, it's, it's focusing on relationship ministry. They, they, I know they mentioned that they kind of have this data-informed, full-circle relationship ministry where they focus on you know, healthy dating, good marriage preparation, good marriage enrichment, and marriages in crisis. And they can uh, offer resources. They don't create the resources, but they're, they're kind of a clearinghouse of tapping into resources that are out there that are effective, that they've kind of studied and evaluated in terms of, you know, utilization in various areas that they've worked that have they been effective? And so they can work in partnership with a parish in, in crafting this plan. And one of the things that I found compelling was, uh, you know, that they, they've kind of identified that it's really a relationship and the, the health of the family that is the the nucleus of the health of the church. You know, St. John Paul said, as the family goes, so goes the church, so goes the world. Um, and so they don't focus on anything other than that. And they they kind of, <laughs> you know, to our, I don't know, I, I guess sort of to our, our, our shame or devastation, they've identified like, you know, 85% of parishes in the country have 0% of their annual budget devoted toward marriage ministry. And so they're kind of really trying to reverse that trend of like, how do we, if the church could actually just focus on this problem, um, like we could have a massive impact, right? And, and so that's what I find so compelling. Yeah,
3: and I think the church, also the church as as a you know as a social contact. You know, the sense that when, when my dad once again in Philly, he would say, you know, even the non-Catholics, if you asked them where they were from, they would tell you Saint Rita's
1: because mm.
3: that's where the dances were at. That's where people got together, Catholic, non-Catholic. And when we moved to the suburbs, you know, we 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 lost a lot of that social contact point of the church and inviting people in and. And once again, you know, inviting them to, to consider becoming Catholic. I'm going to do a summer RCIA program, and my hope would be that it, the numbers would be, have increased from last year because of one year with Communio. Communion is three years and beyond, so I don't want to push too much on this first seven months, but but there is a desire.
2: Sure, yeah. So, Father, you've talked about some positive things that are happening in the parish. What challenges have you faced so far?
3: I think the challenge for, for most of us, and some of us, with the pandemic and whatnot, is, is, is finding volunteers and a new generation of volunteers. Mm. So this parish was founded on a, really a wonderful Monsignor Androsco stewardship principle and really solid volunteers. But they're you know, they're aging out now, and so we need to create a culture of that next couple generations down that to to pick up the mantle and and then too a type of volunteer. That um, will invite somebody to their home for a meal and to discuss the faith. You know, the next level of not just you know saying hi to somebody, but really you know bringing them to a men's group, bringing them to walking with purpose, right? For our women's Bible study. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and, and that is so important. We just started a program at our parish called Women Adoring Jesus, and we've only had two events, but it's been, you know, well over 100 women. And um, it's just so important to have those those activities in your parish, and yet how now do we increase it from 100 to 200 women, you mm-hmm. know, in a parish our size, you know, things like that, uh, because we, we get surveys back, and it's like... you know well received which is really cool but then how do you you know grow those. And, and that seems to be what Communio is helping you with your, with your parish life and, and vibrancy. And, um, and it is so important to get in those new volunteers. Um, and it's important for the older ones who are aging out to be welcoming and, and make sure that they know that the younger are welcome. And, and it just seems like this program can really help with those kinds of issues.
3: Right, and then actually, too, for you know, even reaching out to non-Catholics, you know, that that's something that we, you know, is really something new for us, and and then explaining, you know, if we have somebody come to the mass, I, I want to give them the missile and explain the walk, you know, have them walk through the mass with the missile so they they understand what, what's happening. Mm-hmm. And, but yeah, I, I think it's important.
1: It is. It's so important because we are called to evangelize and to share that truth, beauty, and goodness. That's the whole, you know, reason for the, our. Real Presence Radio uh, is, is to, you know, evangelize and to, to teach the faith in a way that, um, you know, those who are practicing it grow, but also those who are like, what's this about, you know? Um, you know, we have a lot of listeners who aren't Catholic, and that's really beautiful, and, and we need to be inviting, and we need to continue to grow because uh, that's, that's all our jobs.
2: Yeah. yeah. So, Father, I'm, I'm curious. We've just got a couple minutes left here, but, uh, you know, this... Communio does come at a cost. There's a cost for the, the partnership, the the consultancy. Uh, but if you have, if there are Brother Priests listening this morning who haven't heard of Communio, what would you say to them if they're looking at this for their parish or parishes?
3: Yeah, you know, so there is a cost to it, and there's most certainly an investment to it. And then you, you need the, the right staff to be able to do it, and then mm-hmm. those volunteers. So you get those ducks in order, but it would certainly be something that I would encourage looking at, and maybe there are other, you know, also other programs out there. This is the one I came across. Um, we're in the first seven months of it, so uh, we're still learning, and and uh, but uh, you know we've been happy with the results so far. And it, it has the two events we did were have been unique. Uh, there has been not nothing like that where we had that many people uh, from all over just getting together for for these things, and then you know being exposed to Catholicism in one way.
4: <laughs> yeah.
2: well we've only got um, a minute left so any, any final thoughts that you'd like to share with uh, listeners especially parishioners about helping their priests build thriving relationships whether they have communion or not
3: yeah, I think you know taking the initiative and and talking to Father, you know the the evangelization is is the work of everyone, but in a particular way the laity because they're they're in the world and so understanding you know what where are things we can do to to invite people in and uh, you know the, I think your pastor would would love to hear from you.
2: Awesome, awesome. Well, Father, I just really want to thank you for taking the time to be on with us. Thank you for your priestly zeal, uh, for you know your kind of determination to do to bring Jesus to your people in every way you can, as effectively as you possibly can. I think it's, it's so inspiring, and it's so needed in our times, especially right now.
3: Yeah, well, yeah some might use a different word to describe me, but that's I, I'll appreciate what he said.
2: <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you for being with us this morning, Father. God bless you.
3: All right. God bless. God bless you all. All
1: right.
3: Thank Thanks.
2: you. Yep. All right. We are now at the point that we need to toss it over on the other side of the glass to Aaron.
3: We have a special announcement today. Real Presence Live will be adding Wednesdays to our schedule starting next week. Tune in every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday from 9 to 11 a.m. Central for Real Presence Live here on the RPR Network. And on the next Real Presence Live, Tuesday from 9 to 11 a.m. Central, your hosts will be Father Richard Kunst and Hillary Hauer coming to you live from Duluth, Minnesota. Their guests will include Bishop Daniel Felton from the Duluth Diocese who will tell us the story of the life and cause for canonization of Monsignor Joseph Ba then we will hear from Jason Adkins from the Minnesota Catholic Conference, and after that from Michael Pauley from the South Dakota Catholic Conference, both of whom will be giving us updates on their state's respective legislative sessions. All this and more is coming to you on the next Real Presence Live, Tuesday from 9 to 11 a.m. Central.
2: Back to you. Love it, love it, love it. That is fantastic. Adding Wednesdays on into the mix here.
1: Oh, it is, and I'm so excited to uh, hear that we'll have Bishop uh, from Duluth, and, and it's just so wonderful when our Local priests throughout our listening area and our shepherds are part of real presence Radio. Yes, yeah. You know, we really love as laity uh, hearing from our priests and our bishops. Uh, it's so vitally mm-hmm. important for us as as the people of God.
2: And it's it's cool to hear uh, what what priests are doing in their parishes. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I have to confess, I'm super enthused about Communio and the work that they're doing. Uh, like like Father had said, like they brought they brought the divorce rate down twenty four percent. Uh, in the, the city of Jacksonville, which up to that point, this was, I know it was 2015 to 2018, they did a three-year initiative there. And it was the sixth worst city in the country for divorce at that point. Mm-hmm. And they made it the best city in Florida for the first time in 45 years.
1: And so. I, think, I think it's really important because healthy marriages, um, you need to be able to have those Experiences yes. with friendships outside of your marriage yes. too. So the things that you're doing with, um, you know, the made for greatness for men, or the things that, uh, you know, are being done for women ministry It's so it's so important because we we as marriages, we need to have a little autonomous, yes. you know, uh, aspect to our, our relationships too. Right, And, uh, and that's so vitally important. So playing football and, and being was, hurt, I'm yeah. sure his wife wasn't happy when he came home, but he was happy. He yes, did it. <laughs> it was, it was so fun.
2: It was frigid, uh, and and agonizing, but it was also just life giving. It was yeah. so cool. And like like this this show has been life giving. So thank you, Janine, for, for being with me, for having that opportunity to, to dive into our faith and just rejoice.
1: Yeah, amen. Well thank you. Everybody have a wonderful day. Enjoy the blessings that God has given us and use them for his
0: glory. This has been amen. Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network.